This sports social podcast is brought to you by BetVictor, where live streams, smart stats, and in-play betting can help you make your best bet yet. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Hello and welcome. I'm Erin Cuthbert, footballer for Chelsea and the Scotland national team. And you're listening to the Blue Day podcast. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Yes, folks, this is the Blue Day podcast, and for Chelsea fans everywhere, every day is a Blue Day. I am your host, a tired creator in Keith Lawrence, and this week we are going to talk about many things that has pissed us off over the last two weeks, and probably even longer, so we're going to discuss that today. My guest today is somebody who graced Stamford Bridge pitch for many years playing in defence and is somebody that I don't believe is going to be on Todd Bowley's Christmas card list anytime soon, not after today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to Steve Wicks, former Chelsea defender. Steve, welcome back on the show. It's been a while since we've been talking about Chelsea. We've had a few uh, weeks whereby, obviously last week with everything else and we've had to maybe change schedules because I've been busy or you've, you've been busy, but we're here to talk about the current state, or should I say the shit state of Chelsea Football Club. Uh, you actually mentioned to me last night that you were you know, saying about it's a bit of a cause for concern for England. So we might even touch on that because that's concerning a couple of Chelsea players as well. Um, but Steve, we'll start with you, sort of your views on the current state of Chelsea Football Club. Or should I say the London Cowboys as what certain media outlets are saying that Mr. Bowley, your good friend, is allegedly trying to change the name of. Firstly, Keith, please don't ever say that man is my friend. I don't want anything to do with it. I feel totally, totally... I, 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 I have watched people come into football to a fantastic club, have the most scattergun transfer uh, you know, um, I I just find it just what's happened to our club since this this new owner. I think it's just it's been a mess. It's been a mess. We we've we've bought players. We haven't thought about things. It's been a scattergun approach. No, we need a centre forward. I don't know how many times I've said this on on the podcast. We need a number nine. Um, and when you think of the money that we have paid for players and that Haaland cost £51 million, I find it absolutely unbelievable. Um, and I just think, yeah, we bought the boy from Brighton back. Well, in my opinion, Ben Chilwell's the best left back in the country. We paid, what do you pay for him? £55 million. Cucurella, uh, 55, possibly rising to 62. Honestly, you know, let's, you know, the, 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 the centre-back, the, all these names, mate, the, uh, from Napoli, I've watched him play and I just can't see how or why we signed a 31-year-old and paid that sort of money for him. And I'm looking at him, he 
<clears throat> I don't he just loses players, he gets lost. You know, the Tottenham goal was a prime example of him losing Harry Kane. You know, and I just look at it and I just think to myself, it's just they wanted to make an impression and wanted to do things. They were and this is the, the American way. There's been no thought. Sterling, a good signing. But you know what he needs? He needs a, a centre-forward up there that is going to interact with him. Um, and we still haven't got our number nine. And, I, 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 and then all this talk about the London Cowboys. <laughs> you know... I, I just find it, and, and the playoff games, as if we haven't got enough games in a season to have playoff games. No, it's not it's, a playoff game, Bim. It's an all-star game. It's, it's going to be a Premier League all-star game. All-star game. This is, this is a, you know, as I said, the next thing we know, they'll be fighting about, about non-relegation. And do you know what? Every club in this country has got to have that dream. And if you do that, you stop all the dreams. And I find it uh, heartbreaking, really. Heartbreaking. And then I, I look at, you know, the manager. And I would love him to do well. I really would. I think he comes across as a solid human being, honest human being. But he's never had any experience in European football. He, 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 some managers are better when they have limited budgets and they've got to make the most of what they've got. David Moyes was like that at Everton. And when he went to Man United, he had a problem because all of a sudden he could, he could pick. And I just feel that our manager, I want him to succeed. Don't get me wrong. I want him to succeed. But do I think he will? Does my football brain think he will? No. One step too far, in my opinion. And I, as I say, I hope I'm wrong. But yet again, another decision made by this guy that sacks everyone that's done well at Chelsea and now runs the club himself. And I find it, what credentials has he got to run a football club? Or in his words, a soccer club. You know, I find it heartbreaking. I'm looking at it, I'm thinking to myself, you know, the Champions League thing, you know, we've got a massive hill to climb now to qualify. We've got a big hill to climb. And to me, we have been European champions and we are up there as one of the best clubs. And in six months, we've lost everything. We are now struggling to qualify out of our group. And I find that really sad. With what? And I know about what's happened war-wise in this world, but taking Roman as the chairman of a football club without all the politics around it, he, to me, is up there with the best. And I think this guy is frightening. I agree it's quite scary in terms of what's been reported. And again, a lot of it we have to take into account. Some of it has been pure media speculation. Other times Todd actually has come out and said certain stuff, such as he thought Mo Salah and Kevin De Bruyne were from Chelsea's academy. Obviously, this is a guy who doesn't know his football, although he's a owner of a football club. He, he obviously doesn't know his football. However, the fact that people have left the club quite quickly in terms of there's been a quite a lot of people come and go in Chelsea in a short space of time. I mean, Jesus, this time last year, everything seemed to be quite rosy. Now, you've got directors leaving, checks gone, Marina's gone, Steve Atkins, who's one of the big figureheads when it comes to the media. He's gone today. He's now gone to join Red Bull, I believe. It might be McLaren. Anyway, he's gone. 
And one of the directors who's only been at the job for a month, and forgive me, I haven't got his name on, on me at the moment, but he got recently sacked due to uh, inappropriate sexual misconduct. And he'd been in the job less than a month. So you've got that pantomime going on. Then you've got the team where, and I said this to you, Steve, few weeks ago I think even before Tuchel got sacked that you said we're going backwards and I've said it sort of since then we're turning into Arsenal from 10 years ago whereby we become underachievers and we have an average squad that won't do anything won't achieve anything just get by and be light years behind the top clubs We've got a squad that hasn't improved in six to eight months. We've got players that are showing that they're average. And I know they're not. The likes of Mount and James, Thiago Silva to an extent. He's been caught out a few times already this season. We've got a squad that is bang average. We've got players there that shouldn't be at the club. And we've said that all last season. We're going to talk about one of them in a minute because he's released an autobiography. He's 24 years old and he's released an autobiography. If that's not self-centred and self-serving, I haven't got a clue what is. But we bring in players for a lot of money. A month later, we get rid of the manager. And... The new manager's first game in charge against Salzburg, which 99 times out of 100, Chelsea would win that game. We draw, we draw and he puts 75 million worth of Fafana on the bench, 31 million, or it might be a little bit less, but round the 30 million mark, Kulabai on the bench. He has Silva and Aspilicueta as our centre-back pairing in a back four. Can you tell me where that comes from? Can you, I have can... absolutely, God knows, no, no I, idea. Brozier can't get a game for love nor money. He can't get a start. And he's our he's our only centre forward and he's our best one. Aubameyang's, at the end of the day, he's injured. He's, and he's got a lot of shit going on in his personal life at the moment anyway. The last thing he's probably thinking about is football. Brozier can't get a game for love nor money. Gallagher is getting criticised and ridiculed every time he plays. Mount is getting it in the neck and he's definitely lost confidence. Mendy has lost confidence and I said this to you last year and even as recent as last week. Mendy hasn't been the same since Tuchel took him off in the cup final, in the League Cup final. He hasn't been the same goalkeeper since. And we we have gone so Backwards, we've turned the full free freaking 60. We've gone backwards completely. We're now in a position where I can't see us qualifying out of our group. I can't. I mean, Milan are not brilliant. They're not Milan of the Saki era or, you know, the Fabio Capella era. They're not that type of Milan. But I can't see us getting two wins out of them. And then you've got to look at, we've got Man City in the League Cup in November. Good luck with that. And when it comes to the league, Arsenal are looking good. Spurs are outscoring teams. And Man United have finally sorted themselves out how long for, we don't know. We're in a mess. And it is basically a Chelsea circus. You've got issues in the in the boardroom. You've got issues in the dressing room. And this is the first time in nearly 20 years, Steve, I've got no confidence in anybody associated with Chelsea Football Club. Not the board, not the players, not the manager, not any of them. And that scares me. And I'm concerned that we are going to go backwards to the point where, yeah, we might not qualify for Champions League. We might not even qualify for Europe at this point. And then the one man who's going to get it in the neck is Graham Potter. And it's not fair on him because... He's been given a chance of a lifetime. Nine times out of ten, nobody's going to take turn that job down, even when if they're at Brighton. Christ. 
He's done a great job at Brighton, but it's not Chelsea. Right. He's done. As a coach, I'd love him to succeed. I'd love him to succeed. But I don't know where Chelsea have been. You're looking at world-class managers. You're looking at, uh, uh, you know, the reason why we are where we are is we always had world-class managers. Always. And we've now gone for, as, as I said, he's an Englishman. Tick. Quite nice to see an Englishman. Imagine Chelsea. Um, but I don't know. This is where the people running the club don't understand football. You can play chess. And you can be a good chess player. But when you get to Champions League, you've got to be a master chess player. You've got to be up there with the best in the world because it is a game of chess. Tactical game. Look at the calibre of managers we've had. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mourinho, Conte, Ancelotti, Hiddink. Some superb managers in that list. You then look on the other side of the coin, whereby we've partly ruined some managers. I'm talking about Andre Villas-Boas, Lampard to an extent, because obviously he did take the job too early at Chelsea, but as you say, Potter's got the job. I felt it was very unfair on people to talk about Potter should get the sack after drawing against Salzburg. Really unfair. And those people are not proper Chelsea supporters. Those are idiots. Those are cretins. That is ridiculous. And we're, and we're going to talk about certain cretins associated with Chelsea Football Club later, but you need to give the guy a chance. I hope he succeeds. We all want him to succeed. I can't see it, though, based on what we're looking at in the bigger picture. And I'm looking at it from 20 years ago, Steve, from 2003, 2004, 2005. Chelsea would never, ever, ever in a million years at that point, look at someone like Potter and think, he's the man for us. Mm. We was at a stage, that point, where we wanted to compete with the big boys. We wanted to be going to the VIP parties and not having to look look in the window and think, oh, I want a bit of that. We did what we needed to do and we got to that point and we won the Champions League now looks like our ticket has been ripped up and we're now going out of the VIP area and now being chucked out the bush what what I find hard to believe is he will spend 200 what 50 million pounds on on players 300 nearly 300 million on players 300 million pounds on players and then employ a manager that has never worked with superstars in his life. Big stars. To me, the I watched the Arsenal documentary. And if there was one player I'd never sign in my life watching that documentary, it would be a Bamiyan. I would never entertain that bloke with his gold shoes and his gold thing and his gold cup, I would never entertain that bloke in my club. Never. And what do we do? We go, because we're so desperate. If you go back on the podcast, back months, I said the only person that I try and sign that I think is vital, signing for Chelsea, are you going to say the word or am I? No, I'll let you say it. It's your rant, this one. Harlan, we should have... We live... Our club is situated in the most beautiful place to live you could ever wish to live, right? London. Yep. You've got Kensington. You've got Knightsbridge. You've got beautiful places. It is a fantastic club. We're on the up. You go for the best. We the used best. to. We, this is the problem. We used to problem. go for the best players. You know, this is and the we're pro- not going for the best players anymore. And this is the problem. But, Keith, having said that, they've also, the club, have worked on his naivety. And we're not going for the best players. 
But my God, we are paying unbelievable prices for players. He's been taken for a ride. We are not. We're we're getting to that stage, Steve, where we are not going to attract the world class players, players of the caliber. And I'm going back twenty years. And the reason why I'm going back twenty years is the the fact that we, Chelsea Football Club obviously started in. 1905, but I'm talking about the modern day Chelsea started in 2003. Players of the calibre of Makaleli, Crespo, Shevchenko, Balak, Belletti, Deco, Torres, players that were world class in their positions, we're not going to attract those players anymore. Those players ain't going to come to us. You only have to look at the summer whereby you had people like Rafina that was basically begging Chelsea to make a bid so then someone else can make a bid for him. You've got other players that will think, oh, maybe Chelsea, maybe not. That never happened beforehand. Yeah, Rafinha, right? He down tools at St Etienne. Down tools because he wanted to move to Leicester. Right? Refused to play. He is Chelsea are in for him. And he refused to play again. Oh, you're talking of um, Fafana. Fafana. Yeah, Fafana. Have they done their homework? Have they... Have they... Have they... Hell. They've never done their homework. They've just gone and wanted to be the big I am. Look at us, Chelsea fans. We're spending the money. But seriously, what we bought for what we paid is absolutely ridiculous. Well, you only have to look at the performances. We have not been brilliant at all this season. No. Have been absolutely poor. I saw the Tottenham game, and we deserve to win. And probably, if Chelsea fans have gone to every game, that's the best we played. But we haven't played anywhere near that. And the other thing I'll say to you, which I think is really important, is that Players sign for managers. Players sign for the Conte. I don't think that happens anymore. Oh, mate. I, I don't think players sign for managers anymore. Trust me, Conte could go to Italy, look at the best players, make a bid for them, and they'll want to play for Conte at Tottenham. But why do they want to play for Conte? People because want to of Conte's background. People want to play for Klopp. People want to play for Pep. Please, a lot of players will say, oh my God, I want to work with Jurgen Klopp. Or I want to work with Pep. Or I want to work with Conte. They will do that. What is our attraction now with the top class players? With the top class players that we want to sign to keep us up there, we are now in six months of this new ownership farther away from Liverpool and Man City than we've ever been for the last 20 years. And they've had six months management time. And they have absolutely destroyed the infrastructure of the club, the people that you could rely on that have a real knowledge of football. And you've got this bloke who has no knowledge of football, no experience of football, now making decisions for our club that, quite frankly, are woeful. Mm. Because he has no idea what our club stands for, where we've come from, to where we got. And he's just, now, he's running the club. And it is an absolute nightmare. Nightmare. And I'll tell you what, the damage he's done has put us, I think, Already three to five years behind Liverpool and Man City. Well, the way it's going, we're going to be a few years behind Arsenal at this point. Yeah. They've got a strategy. They've got a game plan. They know exactly what they're doing. We just look like... Fuck, we just just look look, out of sorts. I think the only chance we've got is for Graham to change his name to Harry and then we've got a real chance. (sighs) I don't even think his wand would work, to be honest. He he might need Manscaped, possibly. But, oh, Jesus Christ. 
It is depressing. It is but depressing. They should not have blue as the colour play, and they should have the Benny Hill theme at this point because it is just getting ludicrous. And Chelsea's next game is against Crystal Palace on the 1st of October. I should be going to that. More on that later in regards to tickets. I have no idea what Chelsea's going to turn up. I don't know how Potter's going to play it. And even if he plays a back four... Is he going to play Silver and Kulabai? That hasn't worked. Is he going to play Silver and Aspilicueta? That won't work. If you're a striker and you've got them players up against you and you're quite quick, you're quids in. But Keith, what I will say to you, right, is under the Roman Empire, <coughs> if you like, they knew Aspilicueta. I bet he can't believe he's lucky still here and playing. Yeah. It comes a time when you've got to let go. You've got to let go and say, right, you know, if he is moved to Barcelona, it was a dream move. Don't get me wrong. He has been the most unbelievable, one of the best signings we've ever Mm. signed. He has been fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But when you're going to, there's only one player in the top three teams that I can relate to, that someone plays, and that's Milner at Liverpool. Milner comes in now and again and does really well for Liverpool, and he's been a fantastic signing. Aspilicueta's like that. You don't start him in a Champions League game that you've got to win. You put your best players out. You you you. And, you know, and to me, that was a must win. With the start we had, Mm. that was a must win. Mm. A must win. You know, and uh, to lose, to draw that game at Stamford Bridge now puts us under real pressure. Real pressure. Mm. Um, And I fear we've got to pick up and gain some momentum. Maybe Graham working with the players now. He's had a. I think we were very fortunate not to play Liverpool. Mind you, I haven't said that. Liverpool haven't pulled up any trees. But if we'd have lost the Liverpool game, I think we'd have been. Everyone would be saying, "What on earth is going on here?" And if there'd be more. So I think, in a way, two teams not in great form. Could I see us beating Liverpool? Well. As bad as Liverpool have been playing, I think they'd have probably beaten us. And we'd have been in an even worse position. And, yeah. It, 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 I've never felt so down. I'm looking at the at, at team. I'm looking at players to start to become leaders. And even this whole change and this whole thing has got to... Silver, you know, he's not the same player as what he was a year ago. He's making a few mistakes. He's getting caught out a little bit because we're not organised. We're not organised. He's become a victim of that. But there we go. No, maybe we're we're all looking at it. But I, I just think that there's so many Chelsea fans now that are so disappointed and so they can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Because of our performances, they haven't got, they, they're not looking forward to the next game and thinking, oh, we can win that game. We're looking to the game thinking, oh, dear me, I hope we don't get stuffed there. And that's not been the Chelsea way, has it? No. Hasn't been the Chelsea way. Well, it certainly hasn't for the last 20 years, but yeah, I think it's getting to the stage where I want my old Chelsea back. Mm. Unfortunately. Well, However, I do want my old Chelsea back back when it comes to tickets. Now, this we did discuss this a while ago when we talked about the home uh, stand for Chelsea when it came to the Westview and the fact that Chelsea were charging astronomical amounts of money for Westview tickets, which is the West End Upper, for those that don't know. And it got to a stage where there was a lot of fan backlash. And this was under the Roman regime. This weren't under our American friend. But it seems that because of the situation, 
And for those that don't know, we'll sort of explain it as much as we can without sort of getting into trouble. But Chelsea, for those people that had a season ticket at West Stand Upper that has been told, you know, if, if you want to move, then fine, you can move to another part of the ground for a season ticket. They were offered, you know, a substantial discount on other tickets. But the ones that sit in the West View, so they're called club, you know, club Chelsea members, they get a certain allocation of away tickets. And they get first dibs on away tickets. Obviously not right, because a lot of them are corporate. A lot of them are probably not Chelsea fans. A lot of them probably not even football fans. They just get the, they just get the tickets through work or through other people. So they get possible dibs on away tickets. Well, if they're not football fans, they're not going to go to Southampton away or Brighton away or Newcastle away. So they'll sell them on to their mates. Not right, but it happens. Then you obviously get a small amount that go towards the season tickets holders, which is fine. But hardly a small section of away tickets go to members. And a lot of people have uh, have been annoyed, Steve, with this thing called the virtual waiting room. You don't need to worry about this being the Steve Wicks, former Chelsea player that you are. You don't need to worry about this sort of thing. But mere mortals like myself have to worry about that small little thing that's going round and round, be saying that we're in a queue for an hour. As soon as we get able to log into our account, we get told it's sold out. It's worse when it comes to away tickets. Last year was bad. This year, completely and utterly worse. And a lot of people have had enough of it. Well, unfortunately, it's got to a stage where, and this is now because uh, the Blue Day podcast is on Twitter. I haven't got a personal account and I refuse to have one for reasons uh, the people that know me will know why. But I was having a look on Twitter and having a look at, Aston Villa away on the 16th of October. I was lucky enough to find an away ticket through Twitter for the Leeds United away. So I thought I'll try me luck again, see what I can find. So I put out there looking for an away ticket for Aston Villa. Can someone help? I didn't get pinged by certain people. So yeah, we can help you. Okay, great. How, you know, great. I'll be able to send the money over. Not a problem. They then say to me, Steve, oh, well, it's £60. Well, that's not face value. Why are you selling it for double the amount? So I go on to the next person, the next person, the next person after that, the next person after that, and there seems to be a trend. Well, then you get these companies or Twitter pages that then allegedly have these tickets and try to sell them on to mere mortals like me, for triple the price. Now, the last time I checked, and I'm not a lawyer, Steve, you should know that by now. I'm, I'm not a lawyer. I didn't go to lawyer school. But the last time I checked, that's illegal. And when you go to Stamford Bridge, there is actual sign, because you used to have them years ago with people standing outside the ground asking for tickets or saying they've got tickets. You still get them now and again, but they're around the side roads near Stamford Bridge. You still get them, but not as much as they were before. But the last time I checked, the ticket touts are illegal. And it's certainly rife on social media. And this one person in particular, Steve, and I will mention his name. I'll actually give him some airtime. He doesn't deserve it, but I will give him some airtime because he was actually kind enough to abuse me because I called him out on it. So if anybody that is listening to this who has friends that have issues with tickets knows a guy called Reese Jones, tell him that he is one horrible scumbag and the fact that Chelsea Football Club are now aware of this Reese Jones and are in, is aware of the amount that he is charging a ticket. Steve, I will show... I will, Send. I'll actually send you this uh, privately, but I will say what he has actually put on 
as part of the conversations. So I will put up the first one that I messaged to say after one for Villa away. He said, you're right, mate. That's fine. I can do a single for £90 postage included. Can do you a pair cheaper for £80 a ticket, but it's just postage. I only have pairs, so would have to pay double the postage. What do you think my response was, Steve? Can't you send the two tickets in one? Yeah, I, well, I think I, he's I, asking for Air Force One to deliver them for me. But I uh, said yeah. nine. So I mentioned ninety pound. It's thirty pound a ticket. You're taking the piss. He said to me, "Buy them face value, then." And then I message him. You know, the the message is carrying on. And then we get to the point where he says, "It's ba- it's basically simple, you idiot." Supply and demand, which is why he has the tickets the price they are. Supply and demand, Steve. Have you heard anything more ludicrous and shameful as that? And the poor and and the poor man who is not even a Chelsea fan, I can tell he's not a Chelsea supporter because he's a prat, and that's a nice way I can put it because I don't really want to swear in front of you, Steve. But then I had this other Twitter account called Triple Free Events. See, they're getting a free plug from me. I have a pair for Aston Villa away for £200. I then say to him as a joke, are they in the hospitality sector? He says, no, they are tickets that I got from a friend of mine. A single for 80 quid. This is from... Ace Tokens, if you know these people on Twitter, block them or report them. And then I got one through Ticket Spotter Twitter account. £65 with shipping. Now, shipping. The, the, names, the names in the title. Not postage, shipping. Is it coming through boat? Oh my god! Am I am I expecting my ticket to come from Dover for this? Um, Felix, though. No, <laughs> oh, I just just uh, yeah, just absolutely. So this Reese Jones, I'm going to carry on with this numbskull, this cretin. So I he's messaged me because I actually put it on Twitter that this guy's a scam. Please avoid. Because he was trying to sell tickets for the Wolves game coming up in, in on the 8th of October and the Milan game coming up in the Champions League. Obviously, he's trying to sell them on for profit. So I called him out and said, called him a scammer. He then said to me that I am a sad man for trying to basically ruin his business. And I pretty and I pretty much messaged him to say I'm going to make sure people like you stop conning people out of Chelsea tickets, true Chelsea supporters that can't go on the the actual website itself because they're all going to bloody corporate anyway. And I said to him that I have friends in higher places, which I mentioned before, and I have I will be having a conversation with Chelsea Football Club ticketing department tomorrow morning as I've put a complaint in and I've put your name across. So hopefully you will never, ever be able to sell another Chelsea ticket again. He's then put about, he has blocked me. So anybody that is friends with Reese Jones 200154, please message him and say that the Blue Day podcast says hello and Chelsea Football Club have been notified about you. And the fact that you will never, ever sell another Chelsea ticket to anybody again. You gutless, spineless, half-witted wanker. Do you know what, Keith? I think you should say what you feel. That's only the half of it. Like I said, I don't really want to go on to a swearing rant in front of you, Steve, because I, I feel that... We're friends, and I don't like swearing like that in front of friends. But, yeah. Steve, Steve, it's it's bad. When, you, when it gets to the point where you've got people that are desperate to watch Chelsea home and away, 
that are being priced out because of Chelsea corporate, because of Club Chelsea and Westview, that they have to go to means of Twitter. And again, I only went to Twitter because I was lucky enough to get one through Leeds Away. That people have to go on Twitter and Facebook. Facebook's not as bad, touch wood, but Twitter just rife with cretins and herberts and yeah. assholes, basically, it's trying good, to make a quick buck. You'll, you'll never get rid of those. You know, even when I was playing back in 1935, when I was playing <laughs> and we were getting promotion and the, the games were, you know, were, were sold out, Hull and Sheffield United, the last games of the season at home, um, the tickets were going five times their price. Five times their price. And the price then was probably, I don't know, it was probably 15 quid. But they were going between three and five times the price. And Chelsea fans, great fans, they wanted to be there. Uh, and all down the King's Road and all down, you know, by the ground, there were touts everywhere. Um, it's always been there. It will always be there. Um, you know, I was looking to go to the Champions League final um, in Germany. And I looked for, for tickets and they were going seven, eight times the price. Mm. You know, I once paid, I promised my little boy um, that I'd take him to see Chelsea Barcelona, the one where John Terry scored the winning goal. Four two, yep. And I'm gonna, you're gonna laugh now, but I'm telling you the truth. I promised it for his birthday, and I got two tickets at six hundred and fifty quid each. But I'm surprised that you had to pay, being a former player. Weren't you able well, to go to the days, players' when, lounge? No, but when you were, when it was a full house. And Chelsea weren't very. Um, they look after their players a lot, lot better now than they have done for a long time. But in those days, you could not get a ticket. I tried. It was my little boy's birthday, and I made him a promise. And I ended up paying thirteen hundred quid to watch my old team play. And that's Shocking. and you'll Shocking. never, you'll never change that. You will never change that, ever. Because the big problem Chelsea have is the ground is not big enough for what the club has, be- has become. And so many of the tickets on match day are season ticket holders, which lo- leaves a very few, in comparison with other football clubs, tickets available. Until we make our ground bigger, until we make our you know capacity up to sixty, because we've we've fallen behind in that as well. You know, you look at what Arsenal have got, you look at what Tottenham have got, you look at what Man, Man United have got. You know, they're they they've got so their capacities are so much bigger than Chelsea, so therefore tickets are at a premium. And what's happening is the corporate people are getting opportunities to buy tickets. They're buying the tickets, offsetting them against what they're paying and selling them for a a lot more money. But it's always been there. It's always been there. And it's it's a side that that, that, um, you're never going to get rid of. Never, ever. Because the demand, people, great Chelsea fans like yourself that love their football club, We'll pay that to see them play. And now, if you look at a family of, of two or three, so you've got three boys that support Chelsea and you want to go to the Aston Villa game, look what you're paying for petrol. Look what you're paying for tickets. Yeah. Uh, and I feel sorry for families that football is their life. It's sad with what's happening in the world at the moment, to go and watch your favourite club play, you're paying huge amounts of money for bloody petrol. You take your kids there, they want to eat. You know, what's a pint of lager at Chelsea? Pint of lager is what? Crap. 
<laughs> the you know, drink's terrible at Chelsea. The food's yeah. not so bad. But, but by the time, but by the time you pay for your tickets, and by the time you pay for your petrol, by the time you pay for your kids, it's fortunes to go and watch yeah. a football match. Yeah, and that's sad because well, I was, you know, I was brought up, you know, watching Reading play, and I could go there for two pounds fifty and get in and watch and watch Reading play, and I paid that through my paper round. Uh, but that was, you know, football is gone corporate, and what corporate people do is they take away the opportunities for real fans, real fans to see their team play. And until we get a bigger ground, this is what Roman wanted to do. You know, he wanted to, to get it up to 60, I think it's 62,000, wasn't it 63? Something like you know, that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, that gives us an extra 20,000 tickets. So the demand, the demand isn't as big as it is. And you will always get people that will take liberties with, with tickets. You know, it's, it's sad. It's a sad indictment of, of our games, but it's always been there, Keith. He was the guy. Oh, who... I'm aware of that. And this is it. It's not just football. I know that when it came to cricket, when it came to the Cricket World Cup finals, there was issues, yeah. you know, there was people being conned basically out of hundreds and hundreds of pounds for a bloody cricket match. And it's like it with gigs. You know, concerts and that. So it's not just football. I'm not sure, you know. Well, 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 my mate, a good mate of mine, Nick, flew out to Australia. And he's a rugby man to watch England play Australia rugby. And he flew all the way out over there and he paid £500 for his ticket to watch England play in the final of the World Cup. And that's, that's unfortunately, people take liberties, mate. Yep. They take liberties, and uh, you know I feel sorry for the, the the what I call the proper Chelsea fans. They don't sit there with their prawn sandwiches, as a famous man said. They they, they don't go for the social. They go to watch their team play, and it's really sad that those people are getting abused, like yourself. Uh, you know, are getting abused by people. You know, that couldn't give a shit. All they want to do, they're paying. Huge amounts of money, and they see it as making money back uh, on what they spend at the club. And unfortunately, the, 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 the great Chelsea fans are the victims in all this. Well, we're going to make sure that people like Reese Jones is called out and people are aware of these cretins. And hopefully something, whether it's a small thing, can be done about it because... It's getting to the point where, especially in times of like this, where people, again, they're thinking about their gas, electric bills. Yeah. They still want to travel halfway through up the that's country. What I call, that's what I call great Chelsea fans. Great Chelsea fans and the fans that I loved and that supported uh, us and in my time, absolutely unbelievable families that go through... Every family is a every member of the family is a Chelsea fan, and all they want to do is see their football club. You know, I find it absolutely despicable that mm. people are taking advantage in this time, in this time of absolute hardship, uh, to the extent where you know they're trying to earn what 30, 40 quid. Really, you know, just give it to the people that want to see Chelsea play. You're not going up there. You're obviously not going to go and see Chelsea play. Give them a chance to go and see their team play, but don't take the piss and don't try and make money out of them. Jesus. And it's this not, is it. We don't actually know if they have the tickets. For 50 quid, 40 quid. You know, really, it's that indictment on how we've become in life. I don't want to end it on there, Steve. I do want to end it on a possible another rant. Um, slash good thing to end on. But I don't want to end it on the Herbert called Reese Jones, who I'm hoping somebody who knows him is going to listen to this. Anyway, Steve, did you hear the news of one of our Chelsea players? And this is how bad the circus has, has become at Stamford Bridge. 
whereby a 24-year-old footballer has wrote an autobiography. Really? Christian Pulisic has got a book out. Now, this is a guy oh, who has divided actually, many opinions. How many chapters is that? That must be about three chapters. Because he's done nothing at Chelsea. He's one of the players that shouldn't be there. He's one of the players. What has he done in his life? Honestly, 24 years of age. I find it just... I think this whole thing has become... Who's going to buy that anyway? No one's going to buy it, are they? The name of the book, if you do want to buy the book in all good uh, retailers, is Christian Pulisic, My Journey So Far. Oh, yeah. And it's pretty much a damning report on our previous manager, Thomas Tuchel, to the point where he's saying he doesn't know why Tuchel was resting him, not playing him. The fact that he's father was even saying that he was getting annoyed with the lack of first team football. Now go then. And he felt that he earned the start because of his performances. The fact that he saw you know, Kai Havertz weren't performing and he didn't know why he wasn't getting starts. And yeah, I'm not going to buy the book because personally I don't rate him as a player. Um <laughs> I'm probably not the only one to actually say that either, but he had six good months, Steve, when it was locked down, when we saw the best of Christian, and he was one of our best players. Since then, or even before then, he's done absolutely nothing. Well, uh, you know, I, I just, I just, you know, I, I, and the guys wrote an autobiography. I was in the, the box. I went up to see Chelsea Tottenham. And I was in the box with Steve Finiston, who dragged Chelsea. He was our leading goal scorer. He was our talisman when we got promotion. And I look at Steve Finiston and I look the way he, he scored time and time again and important goals and was always there. You know, and I look at him and now I'm looking at someone who's written an autobiography of, of his time at Chelsea. And to me, there's no comparison in terms of what Steve achieved at his time with Chelsea in a Chelsea shirt. If you go to the like, I know Kerry's done a load of things, and he Kerry Dixon, he's done a load of things with with autobiographies and biographies. Um, you know, but if you look at the likes of Peter Osgood, Charlie Cook, all the boys. From the, where does this guy rank in the greats that have played for Chelsea? In the greats, he's not even. Most Chelsea players would look at him and say, and find it hard to use the term "he's a good player." Hmm. You know that 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 that's what I'm saying about you know the one thing about you know Chelsea. What we tend to do, you know, how long has it taken for us to get rid of? Barkley. How long has it taken for him to go? He's gone now to Nice, isn't he? That's uh, right. That's you right. Know, but I, I look at Pulisic and I look at Zelic and I think, get rid now. Not good enough. Never going to be good enough. Get rid now. And I feel that, that, that I find it bizarre that a guy of 24 is writing an autobiography. Wow. Well, I think he should concentrate on training and becoming a better player, to be honest with you. <laughs> because um, I find that absolutely ridiculous. He was 29, 30. 31. Yeah. But 24. And blaming the manager. How many managers that have been at Chelsea have really backed him and have said, he's going to be starting, he's going to be my number one, I'm going to look to him. How many players have actually, how many managers have actually done that? Not many. No. Not so, many. That says everything, doesn't it? When has he ever been a regular in our team? You know, that I, I find... six months he actually performed. Yeah. 
six yeah. months. And, you know, that's what I find hard to take is that, you know, the biggest compliment that I could have ever had was Terry Venables picked an England squad of 40 players, of the best players he'd ever worked for. And he picked me in the squad. And the one thing he said was the most hardworking, dedicated, one, one of the most dedicated footballers I've ever worked with. To me, that meant more to me because of my respect I had with Terry as a manager than anything that anybody could ever say. I asked myself, do people like Pulisic, who have genuine ability, genuine ability, work hard enough to maximise their potential? And my answer would be no. Because to a certain extent, they've had it easy. They've walked into Chelsea. They've gone to Germany. They're earning more money than they ever thought they'd earn. They then go to Chelsea. They're even, even more money. Does that take the edge of you wanting to become the best? And it's very easy in football to criticise everyone else apart from yourself. Apart from yourself. And he's got to take a long look at himself because he's got a lot of ability but he's never maximised that ability. So the only person that, when he goes to sleep at night and he has dreams, he's the only person that can, that can affect anything. And he obviously hasn't worked hard enough. Um, but the, 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 the egos in football are immense. Are immense. Um, and I think that guy's got a very overrated ego. This has been a fun one, Steve. Uh, I just feel, uh, you know, like you feel down about my football club. You know, I, I feel, I feel sad with how and what's happening at the club at the moment. Sad for what was built up and what was built uh, and created. A juggernaut was created. We are now turning into a. I don't know. Circus. Yeah. We're turning yeah. into the circus, Steve. Yeah, circus. Unfortunately. And, a, and an American circus as well. An American circus, which, which I find dangerous. Very dangerous. Well, we're hopeful that our next episode, which, again, thank you for those that have listened to us this week. We're hopeful that our next episode will be a more lighter one, a more... Oh, I hope so. A more smiley one, whereby we're both happy and Chelsea have won a game and Christian Pulisic may have scored a hat-trick. But if you are happy with our show and you're happy with our content... Keith? Yes, Steve? Look in the book and see what chapter he scored a hat-trick. I don't think there's one. Might be the one against... Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park. But if you're happy with our podcast and you want to listen to more episodes, then find us on Facebook at the Blue Day Podcast. Find us on YouTube. We've got a YouTube channel. Everywhere else you find your favourite podcast, download us, subscribe to us, listen to previous Chelsea players' interviews that we've got. We've got a whole host of who's who at Chelsea Football Club that have got stories to tell. We're also on Twitter, Find us at the Blue Day Pod on Twitter. Find us on Instagram at the Blue Day Podcast where information on future episodes will be on. And hopefully we will be back next week with smiles on our faces and enjoying the September weather. Steve, any last things before we wrap this up? No, no. Just just I hope that as a, as you said, Steve, the next time we're we're we are we're doing a pub. A podcast we're a lot brighter and happier um, and our club is getting back to the heights that it deserves to be in well we'll see how that goes I doubt it but we'll see how that goes but yeah. thank you very much for listening to us we will be back next week like again find us on Twitter Instagram, Facebook YouTube I have been Keith Lawrence 
Stay safe, folks, and carefree. Podcast Network.